Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Andy, how's it going? Good. How are you, James? Doing great. Uh, appreciate you taking the time with us. Um, we uh, we were hoping to be out on the plaza, but that all got canceled because of the weather here. So we're in the studio. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, wanted to start out with this, Andy. At this point, what's your confidence level that the Jazz will actually be able to make the defensive adjustments they will need to to win this series? Yeah, pretty low. You know, I, I feel like you know we've heard them talk about making those defensive adjustments so frequently this season, right? And uh, we haven't seen it. We haven't seen them make those adjustments, and we've seen them kind of talk about, "Hey, we'll fix that in film. We'll we'll improve as a team." Blah 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 blah. And we just we just haven't seen that this season. Now. You know, it's a playoffs. It's game four. It's it's time to kind of raise the level. But I guess it was also time to raise the level. Uh, you know, a couple days ago too. So I am. Uh, I, I guess pessimistic is probably the right word. Hey Andy, this is Bryce Larson here as well. Um, what's the latest on Luca? Do you think the Mavs will even need to bring him back for game four, game five? What, what have you heard about that? Yeah, you know, I think there's a case to to sit him um, if you you want to be extremely cautious. I also know that Luca wants to play in Game Four and feels like if he's healthy enough, he should play. Um, and I understand that as a player and as a competitor, that's probably what he wants to do at, at that spot. So ultimately, uh, you know, the decisions yet to be made. We'll, we'll see what happens here, but I, I do think that that kind of wins out, and I expect him to play in, in Game Four. And what kind of challenge do you think uh, that would bring for the Jazz? Like they've had trouble stopping Jalen Brunson. Now you're gonna have if Luca does come back. Do you think uh, the Mavs are gonna continue the way they've been playing, or do you think it might take them a minute to to reinsert Luca back into the the rotation? Yeah, you know it's it's interesting. You know they, they probably play kind of the same way. Um, it kind of depends how much effort they want to put into uh, getting the ball to Luca. I, you know, I, I think ultimately, though, you know it it doesn't make. Utah's job any easier to have Luka Doncic out there, right? Like that's, um, you know, it, it's as talented as he is on the offensive end of the floor. They need now kind of multiple guys who can guard um, on the ball handler, and and he just makes it, you know, makes it significantly more challenging for what Utah wants to do. So, uh, you know, I, I think it could have kind of an impact on maybe Dallas's offensive flow a little bit. Right, right, right now is at a you know really high level. But ultimately, like you know, Luke Doncic is one of the best basketball players on the planet, and you know he'll, he'll probably show that when he is on the on the floor. James Peterson and Bryce Larson with you on Sports Saturday, talking with uh, Andy Larson and the Salt Lake Tribune Jazz beat writer ahead of today's game four, two thirty tip off at the Viv. Um, you mentioned how you feel like, and it seems it seems obvious to say that it, Jazz job's going to be harder with Luke on the floor. You're, no, go figure. One of the best players in the league coming back. It's not going to make the ga- the game harder. But there's also been some thoughts that I feel like there's some validity to that. Maybe on the other side of things, maybe having Luca come back maybe helps the Jazz offense. Do you think? Do you think he, being able to hunt him defensively, especially now that he's going to be 
limited somewhat with his uh, calf injury. Do you think that outweighs uh, in this game four if he is back? Do you think that outweighs the impact that and the improvement that they'll definitely have with him on the offensive side? You know, maybe to some degree that you can kind of attack him and, and switch hunt him a little bit. But, you know, uh, ultimately I think the Jazz's offense is best when they're not switch hunting and, you know, they're kind of running – uh, the, the standard kind of pick and roll, find the open guy, and whether that's an open three point shooter and an open dunker. Um, and, you know, I think, uh, you know, Luca is maybe part of that. Um, and, and you can kind of attack him a little bit, but no, I don't think that, uh, you know, kind of Luca's defensive liabilities, if he does play, kind of outweigh his offensive skill set. You know, I think he's turned into a better defender this year. You know, I think he's gotten a lot of credit from coach Jason Kidd about improving on that year on that end of the floor this year. And so, um, you know, I, I think he's, he's going to bring kind of effort to the game and in ways that maybe he didn't in years past. And, and, you know, I, I don't think that he's a, a zero defender out there to, to be sure. Yeah. Andy, um, we saw Quinn elect to go with a smaller lineup later on in, in game three in the third and fourth quarter. Do you think uh, Quinn's going to go back to that small lineup, or do you think he'll go back to the original rotation? No, you know, I, I do think that we'll see Eric Pascal at the five at some point uh, tonight, right? Like, I, or this afternoon. Yeah, I, I think ultimately, like, he has to just because it did work so well in game three. And, you know, it's going to be really interesting to me when he actually, you know, goes to those minutes. So is it when Hassan Whiteside is out on the floor or usually is out on the floor, or is it him taking those minutes from Gobert? Um, I, I think like it, it's going to be interesting. I, you know, I don't think that he's going to start with Eric Pascal or anything like that. Um, you know, I think it's going to be, Hey, let's kind of feel out the game again. And if the jazz get in trouble, then yeah, we'll go back to the Eric Pascal lineups, but the Rudy Gobert lineups work, then, you know, I, I don't know that there's going to be a reason to change, but yes, I do expect to see it at some point. No, do I, you know, I don't think it's going to be the majority of the jazz's offense or, you know, the jazz's minutes. Uh, going uh, you, you, we mentioned that small lineup, and it was interesting to hear Donovan in his media availability after the game, and you, you took note of this on Twitter as well, him talk about the intensity ramped up with Eric out there, with Pascal out there. How much of a red flag is it that they needed, that halfway through Game 3 of a playoff series, that they needed to make that kind of drastic lineup change to be able to get to the right intensity they need to be able to compete. Yeah, it's a red flag, right? Like, uh, you should not need to have something happen in your rotation to start bringing your best effort on both ends of the floor, right? Like, it's a playoff. This is what you've said you're playing for all year long. You know, this is where if, you know, you didn't bring it in the regular season, you pointed to it then as, like, this is the ultimate goal, and so maybe the regular season didn't matter as much. Now it's time to bring it. And the Jazz are healthy. The Jazz are in a good spot to make it to the second round and beyond with, with the Mavericks losing Luka. And, you know, they haven't brought it in the first three games. And so, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I think it's a red flag. And I think ultimately it's probably like revealing of the kind of issues that we've talked about with this team that, that, that they have. Like, you know, there are kind of chemistry concerns that there aren't, uh, you know, they aren't playing together in the same way that they did, you know, last year or in years past. Yeah. The- these guys are professional athletes, right? Professional basketball players. So you, you get, it makes you wonder why are they lacking that intensity? And 
when Donovan has to come out and say that, you know, they are lacking that intensity, it makes you wonder, like, going forward, do, do you think that's where you would say that, is it Don that's lacking that intensity, or is it just the whole team in general? And if so, like, where do you go from that point, if that makes sense? Yeah, no, it does. You know, I think, like, Donovan is, is certainly part of it, right? Like, Donovan is one of the leaders of the team, and when he brings full effort and energy to the court, I think his teammates frequently follow. You know, I, I think that there are other teammates that we've seen more um, frequent, you know, kind of higher energy from during the series anyway. You know, I think, you know, Mike Conley's playing well. Uh, you know, and played well in game three. You know, I think Boyan Bogdanovich has played well throughout the series. Um, but yeah, you know, I think that there is kind of a, a level of Donovan leading the herd a little bit. And when, you know, he was playing with increased effort and energy out there when Eric Pascal's out there in, in game three, um, you know, I think we saw his teammates follow a little bit. And so, yeah, you know, it's, uh, again, kind of one of those situations that probably shouldn't be that the way that it is, and yet here we are, right? So, um, you know, I, I'm not sure what there is much more to, to do about it here at Game 4. You know, again, you want to see kind of more even effort and, and performance across the board in a really important playoff game here, and yet given kind of the uh, conversations that we've had all year, it, it's not looking like in, incredibly likely that uh, <laughs> that changes happen, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, one of the shift gears a little bit, Andy, is we, we talk with Andy Larson from Salt Lake Tribune here on Sports Saturday uh, on ESPN 700. I want to change gears with you. You had a really interesting article, uh, I think it was the beginning of March, where you had a conversation with former jazz man. And I, may be pr- I may butcher the pronunciation of his first name, maybe you can help me out with this, but Kirill Fisenko, uh, Ukrainian national. You spoke with him about the war in Ukraine, Russia's invasion of his home country. He's not living there now. I'm just curious to see, as a as a sports reporter, what was that like for you, talking, doing an article about a war? Yeah, you know, it was it was cool. Fasenko is someone I followed, you know, growing up as a kid, and obviously as a jazz fan, uh, you know, growing up here, and and uh, so I was obviously just kind of curious on on his perspective on it, and he was so passionate about it. Um, you know, kind of in his social media post that I thought it'd be a good fit and just kind of an interesting conversation. And it certainly was, you know, so um, it was kind of, it was one of the hardest parts, obviously, about doing that was kind of tracking down the time for him, you know, with him trying to communicate with his family and friends and everyone in Ukraine about what was going on. Um, that was, you know, the, the kind of the challenge there. And then really, I just let Fasenko speak in, in kind of when we were able to schedule it. And it was, it was honestly a, a pleasure to get to talk to him. He's so passionate about that, and I think it came out in that article. Um, you know, and, and obviously, rightfully so, what, what's going on in Ukraine is, is terrible. And, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's uh, you know, <laughs> it's certainly not my usual thing that I write about, but I, I think that, you know, it's kind of the emotions that the Fasenko showed in, in that interview, um, you know, kind of can can come through for anyone who, who knows Fest or watched him play here in Utah and, you know, kind of the, the ties that he has to this community and obviously the one he has back home. Yeah, and just to follow up to, I mean, you're, you're a sports reporter primarily. You did a, you've, you've been doing COVID reporting as well and doing columns on that for the, since the pandemic started, but you're primarily a sports reporter. 
just talk about some of the challenges that having to do something that talk about something as serious as a as a war when you're used to writing about you know Donovan Mitchell's stat line and things like that uh what how how challenging was that obviously really emotional um topic for Fasenko and just how talk about the challenges of navigating through that and and doing your job and and writing this article yeah, you know, it's it's funny, like, for a few years before kind of the pandemic happened, I've been thinking, like, you know, is is this what I want to do with my life overall, right? Like, is, is my whole life going to be just writing about basketball and doing this very, like, uh, you know, I, I, I obviously enjoy this job and it's extremely fun, but it's also, like, kind of meaningless in the end, right? Like, whether or not the Jazz make the baskets go through the, the orange hoop doesn't matter, and... Um, so, you know, what could I do to make my life more meaningful and, and, you know, make an impact on my community. And so when the pandemic came around and kind of gave me the opportunity to write about those more serious subjects, whether it was the coronavirus, or I've also written about, you know, uh, gerrymandering or, you know, a whole bunch of different other subjects that I think really have an impact on our community. Like it's, it's been really fun. And so it's one of those things where I think, uh, one side feeds the other a little bit where, you know, I think the the fun I get to have in, in covering basketball and, and kind of the uniqueness of that job feeds the energy that I have to, uh, you know, have tackle more serious subjects. And then kind of the, um, you know, if, if I had to write about news all the time, though, that might be, <laughs> that would be kind of a bummer, I'll be honest. And so, yeah. um, you know, I think it's it's been a really kind of fun balance there and, and kind of continuing being a hybrid reporter moving forward is, is what I want to do, and I think the Tribune's going to continue to allow me to do it. That's awesome. Well, you're doing an awesome job at it. It's been it's been fun to see you be able to delve into the, the more serious topics while you're still uh, doing a great job on the jazz beat. Uh, so keep up the great work. We really appreciate you coming on with us uh, this morning. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, guys. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.